Welcome back to Change Ed. Changed. I am one of your favorite hosts, Andrew Kuhn from Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. And here with me is Tony Marabito from Carbon Lehigh Intermediate Unit. Tony, it is so good to be on this show with you. Uh, remarkably, our viewership is up over to 300. I didn't realize you had that many relatives and you had that many people to share the link with. I sent it to Italy, the link and everything. <laughs> That's great. I appreciate you sharing it out and your commitment to what we're doing. You know, we had a really great kickoff first month. All those things that we talked about, why science, why now, we dove into that. And we talked about jumping into phenomenon-based learning, but we're actually going to take a time out. Before we do that, we're going to talk about just building up the case a little bit more for change. Because, this, you know, we've had a lot of change, a lot of things have happened. And when I say that, I'm specifically thinking about the impact of COVID, right? It, there was a lot of things that happened and a lot of things that changed. So Tony, one of my first questions is, uh, what was COVID like for you? What were you doing and, and what was the impact for you professionally speaking? I was just actually leaving my principal position in Muhlenberg Elementary Center. Um, we were giving out 1,200 Chromebooks uh, to our 1,200 students. So it was uh, quite a time trying to meet the needs of every student, making sure that they had access to online learning and and just uh, the chaos that COVID brought with it. It's really interesting you say that. As you mentioned, you're handing out the Chromebooks. Was that a result of COVID or was that something that was already planned and in the works? Definitely not planned or in the works. Uh, at the time, we had a few Chromebook carts you know, per grade level but this kind of uh, forced us, forced our hand to make sure that every student, uh, regardless uh, what their home life was like, to be honest, um, to get a device and to make sure that teachers could communicate. Um, it, it was quite the task, but if there was any benefit that came from COVID, it made us um, catch up uh, to other countries, I would think, and to uh, our surrounding districts and, and put a piece of technology in everybody's hands. Yeah, you mentioned that, that's really interesting. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of information out there, a lot of, of data flying around. But one, I think one of the things is really fascinating about what COVID did as far as technology goes and even teaching modalities, which we're going to get into in a minute, is that it, it forced us forward at least 20 years, right? We, we, we had all sorts of reasons why uh, we should or shouldn't. There was a big debate on whether we should go to kind of a flexible teaching and learning model, why it would work, why it wouldn't work. And then we found ourselves thrust into it without a choice on a lot of ends, right? To kind of protect everyone, keep everyone safe. And we found ourselves in this new situation. So, you know, were there concerns as you were handing out those Chromebooks? I know you had mentioned, um, you know, everybody got one, which they should, but were there concerns uh, beyond that for, for the students and even, you know, the, the Chromebooks as you were handing them out? Absolutely. I mean, probably too many concerns to even discuss in a, in a 15 minute pod, um, just because yeah, when you're when you're dealing with students between the ages of five and eight and twelve hundred of them, uh, that's a lot of kids. It's a lot of um, tech to hand out. We're talking about safety measures. We're talking about screen time. We're talking about what if a device breaks? Uh, when do we get to talk to our teachers? How, do, how does the class day look now? It just Yes, there was a lot of chaos. Uh, there was a lot of um, questions that need to be answered. Um, but step one was getting everyone a piece of technology. Right. So we're, we, you know, in education, we're kind of a systems system, 
right? Like we have all these systems figured out how to best benefit our students, how to be most helpful, how to get, you know, be most efficient, get that information out there in a timely manner. And this was like a system destroyer, right? It just blew everything up. So as we speak, there is work being done at the state level to better uh, expand the infrastructure of our uh, internet so that it can get to those communities where it's not right now, right? So it, it, it shined a light onto this whole issue in a very different way. So it's it's actually connected to things we've already talked about, right? Like AI and things are being fast forwarded and priorities are being moved in, and shifted around. But one of the things that we can take from education is that change is consistent, right? It, it, change is always gonna happen. So while we'd love to be able to be like, all right, time out, we're still recovering from COVID, what happened? The reality is, is that, you know, when you know better, you do better. And we're, we're getting more and more information that we're seeing that things are changing. But talk to me a little bit about the flexible learning that happened during that time. And 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 maybe just from your perspective, the impacts it had on teachers and on students. To be honest, I think it impacted teachers more. I mean, one of, you know, the first things you do as a teacher when your kids walk in, in the morning is greet them and say hello to them. And, and that kind of human piece was taken away with um Google Classroom or or Schoology or whatever program you were using. So the, the teacher PD part of this professional development, um, we had to do a lot in a, in a very um, quick way to get these teachers up to up to par here to, to make sure that they're still teaching their content and, and that it just wasn't wasted years um, going through COVID. So yeah, there was, there was a lot of challenges. Um, teacher PD being one of them, the kids seemed to be pretty resilient. They were around iPads and screens for a long time. But now this was their sole way of learning and communication with their teachers. So I think the adults in the room had to uh, make more accommodations than really the, than the students did. Yeah, and I think I think one thing that really resonates with me in all of this is that we're seeing a different side of our humanness. That we're having conversations now that we weren't having before about what is important, what really matters, what's our role in education, what are we doing? And I think one important part is that a lot of what we're talking about now, the purpose of this podcast is not only to address that, but also point out where is that being addressed. So one of those things is social emotional learning. And that's a huge part of what we do. And for years, we've known that in the profession, right? We've talked about it, but this brought it to a new light and a new validity in that conversation. And we've seen changes to in supports going into that. And, and I think this is one of those really strong things that helps build that case for why we need to change because we have different students in front of us than we did 20 years ago, 10 years ago, three years ago, right? We have a different they have different life experiences and we have a, a communal life experience that we've gone through. And now we're on the other side of that. So we need to change what we're doing. So ironically, a lot of these changes for the new steel standards were already underway and they just happened to hit right afterwards. But if we're being honest, there might not be a better time to address something like that, right? Like, okay, we need these, we need this change. Just like we're changing the focus of, of mental health and well-being of students, that social isolation and just the uncertainty of remote learning as is. I mean, if we're going to change that and we're adding uh, all of these pieces into our classroom, why not just make a full change uh, right over to just teaching students how to think and how to learn kind of all over again. They're not used to school or they weren't used to school. 
Um, so why not try to implement some of these things so that going forward, we can be pre uh, more prepared, I guess, uh, for something like the pandemic to come along. Sure. And, you know, one other piece that, that sticks out to me, and there are so many, right? Like you said, we're in a 15-minute podcast, so we can't cover them all. But one other one is uh, the diversity, equity, and inclusion and how we're intentionally taking a focus and saying we can do better. We need to do better. And that is a piece that is so engrossed and should be part of who we are as educators. So this should not be something where we're like, well, now we're going to put on our DEI lens and we're going to now look through this lens. It should be part of who we are to where it's part of our equipment that's always on. And it's a way that we see the world. So it's shifting our paradigm, not just looking through a particular pair of goggles. If, if anything, it was more eye-opening uh, seeing, you know, so sure there's, there's parents out there with their brand new MacBook Pros and, um, and devices, but there's also kids out there that don't have the internet, don't have screens at home. So I think this was eye-opening. It was good for school districts to kind of see uh, what their families uh, look like and what their home lives look like. And then now we can make adjustments accordingly. Absolutely. It's important for us to acknowledge as we're building this case for change, that change has already happened in a significant way. Things change in our lives and they will continue to. We don't know what the next thing over the horizon is that will cause this change. So as we prepare our students, it's our intent and needs to be our focus of how do we prepare them for the unknown? We don't know what we're preparing them for. So what does that look like? How are we preparing them? Tony, before we sign off, I got to ask, do you have any um, family members that you'd like to give a shout out to since they're, they're our main listeners? Just my mom and dad. Okay. They probably downloaded subscribed over and over again to get, a, get those numbers up. <laughs> okay, so 299 of those are your parents. Yeah, probably. I really, probably. I really, I really appreciate that. And do we have any sponsors that you want to mention? You are the sponsors guy. Yeah, we are at uh, Penn State right now. Uh, I would like to shout out Hyatt and their digital room keys. Uh, still something to be worked on, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Hyatt, for this sponsorship. We do appreciate it. I think where we're going to go from here in the next podcast is that we're going to dive into process versus product and what does that look like what does that mean till next time thank you for tuning in